examining pop culture's black characters from then and now, hosted by the Hudson Valley's brown papas of nerdery, us. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I am the co-owner of Megabrain Comics in Rhinebeck, New York, and for a short stint, I was also the pop culture expert on the HGTV revival of the BBC classic, Cash in the Attic, with Miss Courtney Tizano. I am the result of a steady childhood diet of Pop Rocks, Strawberry Quick, and Benny Hill reruns. I am the snap and the pop that Kirby forgot. I am John Michelle. Here on my left, as he passes around the reflecting pool for the hundredth time... Is someone I've been wanting to work with again for a long while now. You may know him from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. <laughs> he is one of the hosts of the Steady Geekin podcast, and he's also freshly refathered after the recent birth of his latest child, the mighty Maxwell. Please welcome my co host, the moderate fan with high intensity. Yeah. The dark meat babyface himself. Oh, yeah, brother. Mr. Brandon Lillard. Oh, my. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for that amazing <laughs> intro. I've never been introduced <laughs> in such a way. I felt so esteemed and, and awesome. Two forces of the Hudson Valley coming together like the mega powers. Hulk Hogan yes. and the Macho Man. What was it? It was it was like five years, four four years ago, five years ago when we. No, dude, I feel like it was longer. Oh wait, the pandemic has like thrown me off. With yeah, time. it's so like I'm yeah, still pandemic like... time is like <laughs> weird vortex black hole time. Okay, so yeah, it's been about three or four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we so, first met at the, at the Valley Comic Con. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been four years since you and I met, and right off the bat, I was like, oh, we should do something together. And absolutely, I had the same feeling we met. Yeah. I don't even really know why, like, we even connected. Because I think we, we were just, we were at a booth, and then we just kind of started talking and kicking it. It was, yeah. it was Blake and myself from Steady Geekin', and it was you and Colin. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where it was just like, I remember Blake and I at the time was just like, did we just meet like our <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> It was like stepbrothers. Yeah. Did we just become <laughs> best friends? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, and then from there, so much just, room for activities. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, we just stayed in like contact, and we came on each other's pods, and, and uh-huh. the, the it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, man. 
And and it's real. It's taken this long to really I don't know, just figure out the thing that yeah. It's taken me this long to figure out just a podcast that I really felt passionate about, but yeah. also something that I thought the two of us could both connect on. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Growing up black and nerdy in America. Listen, it, it, it's a great it's a great unifier. Yes, exactly. It's a great unifier. I know. Anytime I feel like as of late, like I've I've had peers of mine who you know known for a while but really gotten to know them as of late and whenever i find out that there's like a nerd in them i'm kind of just oh my god and especially like my friends of color it's just damn there's so many parallels now like oh yeah that just it just when you meet that when you have that connection you meet that person it's just you just want to just share it all i feel like growing up as somebody that's nerdy you feel isolated throughout your childhood you're like sitting there with your bowl of cereal and your cartoons (laughs) or whatever and you're like okay i guess i'm the only one that likes this stuff yeah yeah you're you're in your own little bubble so to give everybody an idea of what this is or a loose idea of what this is because we also don't know what this we know what this is we We, don't necessarily know what it's going to become that's the great thing about podcasts though yeah, we can let it just can, evolve. Yeah, organically, man, and, and just go for that ride and, and see where it takes you. I was searching for a new podcast, and something that something that I wanted to listen to was a good, I don't know, just critical discussion about, like, nerdy black, not nerdy black characters, but pop culture black characters. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, there really isn't a place to find that. Every now and again, you can go on YouTube and find uh, a few people talking about isolated things here and there. There's a couple of YouTubers that I like listening to that occasionally touch on stuff like Melina Pendulum, a.k.a. Princess Weeks. She has some amazing discu- like monologues and discussions that she does on her channel. But there's no place where... like. You could just go down a list of episodes and be like, oh, here's a cool episode about The Last Dragon and what kind of impact that had on the black community and that kind of a thing. So that was the impetus for this. And so just casually, I started making a list of all the black cartoon, TV, film, comic book, just all the characters that have connected with me or the characters that like unexpectedly popped up in something that I was watching. And I was like, Hey, there's somebody like me on the screen right now, which it's a big deal. The, the, the impact of black Panther when that came out was massive for a reason. And so I, I feel like Hollywood is finally starting to realize or, Maybe not realize, but making an attempt. Yeah, they're making. They're Hollywood is starting to finally take a couple of steps in making the effort in representing the world as it actually looks, which is nice. So, because of that, I thought it would be cool to maybe interrogate and discuss a lot of the, the black characters that, from like our childhood between then and now and just have some fun with those conversations and occasionally have some guests on that that will participate in their own ways so that's essentially what we're doing so with that i ask you sir like who are the black characters 
that made the biggest impression on you as a kid? So I've been like actually thinking about this question since you posed it to me. And there's a few that right off the bat come to mind and we, we talked about it. But I think for my comic book, like origin story, I think I, I kind of think that's where a lot of it really kind of came from because I remember there was a time where like comic books was like, I remember that discovery of comic books, if that makes sense. But I remember being given a copy of the Milestone comic book hardware. Oh. I'm, the Dakota-verse that is now. Labeled yes. As, right? I'm um, very aware. But you had hardware, and then I got uh, Blood Syndicate and mm-hmm. Icon. Nice. Blood Syndicate, I didn't... Blood Syndicate, I remember... One, I remember they were very... They were more a, a mature than... Yeah. Like, I feel like know, it was the Milestone's answer, answer to, like, kind of... X Meny slash Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also remember seeing, I think, seeing like Intercourse for the first time in a comic book. <laughs> that when when I think it was Brick House, he made love to her, her partner, and I was uh-huh. like, "Wow, like this is oh, this is, I shouldn't be reading this." I remember we- seeing weird weird sidebar on that. <laughs> First time I ever saw Intercourse in a comic. Thank you, Wendy and Richard Peeney. It was in ElfQuest. Oh God! <laughs> if you. If you ever read the first first few issues of Quest, there is a massive elf orgy that oh happens. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! How old if you've are never, you? If you've never read Elf Quest, go check it out. I was definitely not old enough to understand oh. like elf orgies. <laughs> <laughs> are they fighting what, what is happening here <laughs> where's all that skin coming from <laughs> i don't know why but i really like this comic a lot more now yeah it's it's intense oh. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no please, no, con- no, please no. continue Listen, i think everyone's had that first sexual uh, intercourse moment in comic books so we started it here but no <laughs> i just remember just being so like wow these are like superheroes of like color and i knew superman and and, and Batman, the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, things like that. It wasn't too much into the X-Men until the actual animated show came out. But I just remember, and I only had one issue of each. And I remember just, like, looking at the pages, like, over and over, over and over and over and over. And just, these are so cool. Like, these are such cool characters. And then something happened where I just, I don't know, I, I think I might have lost the books or something in, like, transition. But I just always remember, like, those characters. And then and I feel like after that, then I remember seeing movies like Meteor Man. Oh. And how much I love that movie and like Dear man. the whole idea and concept I always thought was so dope and it was just like man there was a time when I was a kid I was like I would love to get it with me and see <laughs> like, be able to read a book just by touch so it started it started there and then as I got older and really started getting into like more comic books and like sci-fi then mm-hmm. I really kind of I noticed that there was this this gap and there wasn't much representation you weren't seeing any characters that were like the leads or things like that and it just was kind of like i'm not going to sit here and say it was something that like like i was upset about or impacted my my viewing of things because i still like i think back like i was into buffy i was into smallville angel yeah i I, I feel as like a nerdy kid like no matter what you just want genre content you just you just want more sci-fi more fantasy more everything and as long as it's good and and exciting for you and i feel like as a kid 
unfortunately, we weren't, or at least I wasn't, like, aware. I Like, I almost wasn't aware of the fact that there was a problem that there that, weren't. Because literally everything coming at you from everywhere lacks black people. It's like there's no black people anywhere except for actually around you in the world, but everything else that's made has no black people in it at all. And I think think when you're just kind of, you're born into that, right? Like, it's just, that's the way the world is when you come into it. You don't think about it. And it's just... It's normal. It's part of the show. You just yeah. go with it. That's why we you know, we love a show. It's, there's the hero. There's the girl. There's the smart guy. There's the yep. black guy. There's the Asian one. Like <laughs> it's that's just how stories work. Like that's what stories are when you're a yeah. kid. And it's oh okay, so that's what stories are. And then sometimes they just they leave everybody else out except for the white guy and the girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then I feel like there was always, like I said, I mentioned Meteor Man. There were always, like, I feel like these attempts at trying to. That's the one thing I remember thinking about getting prepared for this episode. Like, thinking about all the kind of, I guess, counterculture things that were happening to try and bring, like, more people of color into the sci-fi world. Just superhero. Just focus on... Especially with somebody like Robert Townsend. Like, he, he was always looking for a way to wedge himself and the black community like into Hollywood and he understood like the joke of it all like Hollywood shuffle itself is mm-hmm. his thesis on the big joke of the lack of black people in Hollywood and the only parts that we're allowed or were allowed so yeah, I miss Robert Townsend where's he been I don't know I think he's just chilling I think he made a lot of money hopefully yeah. he made a lot of money and he's uh-huh. just you know living his best life yeah um, well, Robert know, Call us. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Come on the show. Talk to us. Let us know the process. Can Let we talk to you about you... Meteor Man, please? <laughs> I would love to. I always wish they made a sequel. I know uh-huh. Marvel did like a couple like issues. Like, yeah. Comic-wise. I've that's... got issue one. Oh, man. See, that's a movie I would love for a remake. Yeah. Like, if, we're gonna, if we're in this remaking phase, let's make remake Meteor Man. Uh... You young... Okay. You had a young Don Cheadle. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you had Robert Townsend. Mm-hmm. You had James Earl Jones. You yeah, had who? Bill Cosby. Oh. Listen, I'm just going to say, listen, we got a cold spin on, on, my, on one of my other podcasts. We spent a good year and a half reminding our listeners that Bill Cosby was locked up in jail. We did that for a year and a half. He's now out. And I'm, I'm actually very excited about Kamau Bell's uh, documentary. Did you see the, the trailer no. for it? Oh. On Bill Cosby? Yeah, man, it's it's about to hit. I think Showtime. He wrote this whole huge article, I think for Vanity Fair. I'm not sure about how being a comedian and starting out as like a stand-up mm-hmm. comedian in the business and like actually getting a bit of celebrity. He would always get interviewed, and people are like, "Oh, who are your influences?" And that was happening right at the time that like all this stuff started to rumble about Bill Cosby. And, and he even says he's at the beginning, he would almost joke about it and, or like just make an aside remark about it. And then once it actually started to get serious and he's, Oh shit. And then he like really had to, cause that's a huge, I feel like that's just a huge problem with all of this right now. There's so much, stuff that we've all loved 
and now like all so, the receipts are coming out and yeah. the the people that made the things that we love are turning out to be awful human beings and it's like well, how do you reconcile that's why there's that saying never meet your heroes and i know, I know yeah. that sounds morose and and pessimistic but well, one we have this well, way of i think well, there's a difference though between don't meet your well, heroes because they might yeah. be mean <laughs> yeah don't as opposed to don't meet your heroes yeah because they might offer you a drink <laughs> yeah, yeah but i i think it's it is tough because it's like how do we separate the person from the the art and how do we separate the person and this terrible act from all the positive things that they did because from what i hear like bill cosby's a lot of like positive shit that i didn't know about until like i had to do my research let's just i i grew up like in the universe of bill cosby his comedy was amazing and clean and he his cartoon like he as being somebody that loves cartoons like fat albert like that was icon huge for like me and my sisters growing up waking up on saturday mornings and being able to watch that cartoon and see ourselves in this thing was massive and then by the time like you cut to a few years later and it's he is dad like, mm. Cosby Show was, like... Everything. Like, he was dad. And it's, oh, my God, I wish this was my family. I wish... Or I wish I was friends with Theo or any... Yeah. Like, that yeah. show was it. And then as soon as... Like, case in point, when when I moved up here with Diego's mom, you know, bought our house, we decorate and everything like that, for years there in the you go in our living room and there was like a little sideboard that had a bunch of photos like family photos some art stuff like that and mixed in with the family photos was this little silver frame and in that silver frame was a picture of the cosby family from the cosby (laughs) show like they were like they were your family they were part of the family and most of the time, people would not notice. Every now and again, somebody would come in the house, <laughs> and the they'd Huxtables? be like, wait a second, is are those the Huxtables? And it's, it's our family. <laughs> so, well, yep, huge. And yep. and then you find out that he is an awful human yeah. being. So, yeah. like, how do you reconcile that shit? I'm excited because if you watch the trailer of this documentary it looks like he's really getting to the heart of it and he interviews many of the women that spoke out against him mm-hmm. and that were part of the the lawsuit and everything like that so i think it's so good. this is gonna be heavy yeah is this um, like a miniseries or is it just like one i history? think it's i think it's just like one and done like okay. probably like okay. a two-hour something yeah. but I, I cut you off again i i don't oh, well, listen, well, listen we're on a ride man we're on a journey <laughs> <laughs> we go, we go. But no, I was just speaking to the the caliber of stars that a movie like Meteor Man had. Oh yeah, you know, and like Eddie Griffin Jr. There's just so many like stars, future yeah. stars, current stars, past stars, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? You, you had those moments. I feel like I remember there were always these moments where there was these kind of like outliers that were trying to peek out. Like another project I think about. Do you remember a show on Fox Five called Mantis? Oh yeah, hell yeah, man. 
I yeah, that, that was. Show. I only saw a couple of episodes here and there. I didn't like. It wasn't one of my regular in rotation yeah, 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 shows, yeah, yeah. but it was a superhero show. So every now and again, I'd be like, "Oh, it's that the black superhero show. I'll watch this." <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean. It was, it was. I just felt like there was always something trying to break through, which I think I, I just always, you know. It always piqued my interest, and I would always just check it out. Just what it is. A lot of the times, I was disappointed and be like, "Oh man, this isn't." And there's that that lack of familiarity. Like it's yeah. not Superman. It's not. You know, it's tough, but I think that that's why I, I, I like a project or a show like what we're doing here because it's really like one allowing us to really reflect on these characters and yeah. all, and all these and how maybe unknowingly. It's kind of morphed us into who we are as like nerds now, as we're adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? So really, just chronicling chronicling that journey so far. Yeah, totally. I I guess I'm I'm not sure how much older I am than you. I'm a little bit older. All right, I'll share with you. I'm 37. Right. I'll be 38 in May. All right, so I'm like 10ish, almost 10 years older. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this week, I'm literally about to turn 40. Either turning 46 or 47. I Yo. think I'm turning 47. Black? That's, that's how crack, old I am. Bro. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm so old, I can't even remember how old I am. <laughs> all um, right, listen, no lie, all these years, I thought you had 30 for, years on me. I'm just uh, very juvenile. Listen, you're damn right. You're damn um, right. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I grew up tail end of the, like, very tail end of the 70s into the, yeah. you know, early 80s. So, like, the stuff that you're talking about wasn't even a whisper yet. Like, oh, wow. Like, wow. we, I didn't see, but the weird thing is, like, when it comes to, like, superheroes and cartoons, there wasn't much of anything. No. But. It was all the same. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that we were allowed, like, black people were allowed to have, like, comedy. So, like, late evening TV is you had Sanford and Son and What's Happening and Good Times and the Jeffersons and that. I grew up seeing a lot of, like, black entertainers and, and comedians. So it was a lot more uh, prevalent in, like, in your viewership. Well, like, yes. there were more options and more... Yeah, but the options were only, like, oh, you're allowed to make us laugh. okay yeah okay yeah so you're still stuck in that bubble yeah 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 and then you had and then you had people like your fine actors like Sidney Poitier Mm -hmm. and Diane Carroll stuck to movies and yeah and it's and but for the most part like I aside from Fat Albert like I wasn't seeing a lot of like black people in the cartoons I was watching and when I started reading comics, like, it's like occasionally you see Luke Cage in something, but yeah. there were no real, like, black heroes anywhere. And and that's actually, like, the biggest, kind of one of the biggest moments for me in nerddom when I was a kid was the first time I got a hold of a Teen Titans comic. And I saw Cyborg as, like one of the main characters in the forefront, like on the cover, like as part of the team and not just like a lot of times when you saw superheroes back then, it's they, Luke Cage was black exploitation, like mm-hmm. chest open and this <laughs> <With the> chain. <laughs> yeah. With the chin, which is awesome, but also like 
insanely stereotypical when you had people like Brother Voodoo. It's he's a Haitian voodoo hero, so he's got to be he and Shang Chi. They got to be barefoot and not wearing shirts. Barely, there was no hero that you could see where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And like you're Cy- giving us this, but Cyborg, I was like, holy shit, he looks fucking awesome. And he had all these awesome powers and was always like in it. Like he was in the thick of everything. So for a long time, like I obsessive as a kid, I would draw Cyborg all the time. Like when it, cause I would, I draw superheroes all the time. And yeah. for a big, long chunk it, every time I was drawing somebody, it was like Cyborg. I was like doing the half face and like the big <laughs> strappy metal on the legs and everything. And it was one of the coolest things to me. And, and it, it hu- like huge impact on me. And that, so there was that. And then as a, as a whole, by this point, I, I feel like the world knows how much Kung Fu films have always influenced the black community. Wu Tang has taught everybody <laughs> about yeah. that. Have you watched their their show? Uh, the TV show about yeah. them? Yeah. I haven't I not yet. It's been oh, in my queue awesome. for a long time, but having babies yeah. Yeah. I'm like I never <laughs> really get, Yeah, and it's and there's always some new superhero thing or sci-fi yep. like that. So it's always getting shuffled down like my queue and one of these days I'm I I, I yeah, just want to start watching do, it. Do yourself a service and watch that show. It's All right. yeah. Kung Fu movies were huge to mm-hmm. me and my sisters and my brother and the year that The Last Dragon came out holy crap like that movie was everything to me like not all of it was appropriate for a kid my age but it did not matter like that movie did more for who i eventually grew up to be than i think almost anything else it was one of the most amazing things to see like it was so like it was just cool had so much style it had like magic-y special effects in it it was like it was so good it's still so good yeah i like my ultimate double features for a long time I, i would watch i would watch the last dragon and then usually when it finished up i would watch big trouble in little china i feel like those two movies always paired together for me very well yeah that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense yeah so yeah so those were, those were like my two biggest kind of like childhood black influences were cyborg and and the last dragon so see that I, I i like that because one we talked about last dragon so you know how i feel oh, about it too so it's just that's one of those spoiler everybody we're gonna we're recording an episode all about the, the oh, black dragon wait. the last dragon <laughs> the <some> last <laughs> I cannot wait to to get to that episode. <laughs> so you must be so you must be pretty you know happy with how Cyborg as a character is like really moved into this forefront in DC it's evolution. Where yes I mean I don't know where he's at now, no. but at one point I felt like he was being pushed to one of the main big yeah, guys. I I loved the the original Teen Titans cartoon that they that had oh, come out about yeah, what, yeah. fifteen years ago now or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 
that it was so well done, so well written, great style, amazing animation, and really fun. And I loved, it was a different portrayal of Cyborg than I had mm-hmm. known him up until that point, but I still, I loved it. And and I feel like they gave us an iteration of him that, that was just, it was great. It was amazing. I've got feelings about the Justice League movies, <laughs> all both versions of them. I think Ray Fisher did a fantastic job with what yes. he was with what he was given. Yes, and um, I like that the original plan was they wanted to make him the focus yeah. of the story. I thought that was a great idea. That was a great idea too. Execution is a whole other thing. And then and then there's Cyborg in Doom Patrol. That's yeah. So I don't know. I got I, feelings on that too. Maybe you know what? Maybe we'll do. Now that we're talking about Cyborg? this, maybe we'll do a whole episode just about the different iterations of Cyborg. Okay. Which okay. I think that could be fun. I just want to say I think that Cyborg from Doomsday, Doom Patrol gets yeah. a bad rap. Um, <laughs> I like him a lot, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of felt bad for him when I was like, they got Ray Fisher's Cyborg, so this guy's not going to have a job for a while. Yeah. And things have turned, I don't know, but I think this would be a really good deep dive for us to get into one day. Yeah, I'm not even going to say how I feel about him <laughs> one way or the other right now, but I've got feelings, I've got notes, <laughs> we should talk about him. Copy, copy that. All right, all right. So we both had some very, very specific and very visceral childhood experiences with seeing ourselves represented in print and on the screen. And I think just overall, it'll be really, it's going to be fun to do exactly that. Like pick either, so for everybody that's out there listening, the two or three of you, the way this is going to work is we're going to either choose a character And each episode, we're going to interrogate that character and the history of them and how they were created, who who created them, maybe how the creators got it. Maybe not right. (laughs) Not necessarily (laughs) wrong, but maybe just not totally on the nose. And also the things that they did get really right about. Yeah. Those characters and how we'd like to see them explored in the future. And so we're, we're going to have episodes that are like that, but we're also going to have episodes that are loaded up more with multiple characters and kind of tackle uh, character tropes in a way. So we're going to have an entire episode, one of our first episodes, actually, that you'll be able to listen to about black character, black characters that are also magic users, which is different from... The magical, I'm not talking the magical Negro tone. Negro, yeah, tro- yeah, no, that's trope. a completely yeah, different. That's, that's totally <laughs> yeah. different. I'm talking about straight up like magical wizards and witches. The dark and, arts. Yes. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's a whole episode that we're doing <laughs> that is, it's going to have multiple characters in it, like Rochelle from The Craft, Dr. Facilier from uh, The Princess and the Frog, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And the, oh, the black characters from Harry Potter, which we talked about the other <laughs> night. And Dude, I'm still... I got in, notes! I got still notes! I'm in, in shock by that. I never really noticed that until you dropped uh-huh. that bomb on me. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a fun episode. We also have uh, a whole episode about black cartoon characters from Saturday morning cartoons, after school cartoons... And, and then we're also going to have 
a few here and there touchstone episodes about specific black entertainers. Like the, so our very first episode that you guys are going to hear, because this is just the preview episode. This is just us telling, telling you what you we're, we are. yeah, who we are, what we're going to do. do, what you can expect from us. But our very first episode that we will be dropping is going to be all about the character Steve Urkel. And because we're a nerdy podcast, we're we're a black nerdy pl- podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, that is talking about <laughs> black nerdy pop culture things. So, what better character to start with than the black nerd himself, Steve Urkel? And, and, and I just want to go on record and say I don't uh, part part of of my reasoning for wanting to do this this, this first episode. Mm-hmm. About Steve Urkel, is I feel like Steve Urkel as a character and Family Matters as a show does not get the same respect and, Which, and dignity that a lot of black shows from the '90s get, like the Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air or the Mart. Like I just feel like I just which is why I'm hope- excited to talk to the, talk about this with you because like I watched Family Matters, I didn't watch it religiously. It was in the rotation, and I'll admit it wasn't one of those shows that like I flocked to. But then the more I sp- I've spoken to you about it, like, you really opened my eyes to a bunch of stuff that I'm like, oh, shit, I did not realize that. Yeah. Or, oh, I never looked at it that way. And and I think it's, I think you're completely right. It doesn't get its due at all. And so I feel like um, starting with Steve Urkel for our very first episode is very apropos. And so along with that, to get back to my my earlier point, our bonus episode for that is going to be all about the great actor, Mr. Reginald Vell Johnson, who, because not only was he the dad in Family Matters, but he was like also Sergeant Al Powell <laughs> in Die Hard, which that movie would not be what it is without Sergeant Al Powell. <laughs> and then, so Reginald Vell Johnson, just as a person and as an actor, I feel like needs to be discussed more than just the characters that we know him as. Because it's the actor who's bringing all of that to us mm-hmm. so it'll be fun to to talk about that i don't know if you watched or have read invincible but you also know that the yes that, yes, that he's he's, it, yes. he's in that <laughs> <laughs> he's in the comic and in in the show which is amazing well, so i'm glad he's still out here working he's still yeah. out here working so yeah so overall i'm not pretending that i have any type of like scholarly degrees or experience in critiquing anything like I'm just coming at this from the perspective of somebody that grew up as a black fan of, like, science fiction and fantasy books, television, comics, cartoons, movies, all of that stuff, and just trying to figure out, I don't know, just the connecting thread. Or that's like, it. That's, yeah, that you, that's what I was going to say. There is this invisible, overarching, like, connection between all these characters that we're going to be talking yeah. about. Because all these characters are... So, to me, the way I see it is that they are a manifestation of us and, like, us trying to be represented and us yeah. trying to get into the mainstream. 
all the way back from the 70s, even till now, it's still happening. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I think this is, this is a historical reflection on, on the influences, like I said before, the influences of what made us who we are. And that's why I think, yeah, we're not experts, but we're experts in our experience and how we experience. Yeah. These. It's a conversation that I haven't really heard before from just from the various media and places where I consume this type yeah. of stuff. And so why, why not us start that conversation and Sometimes it'll just be me and you talking about stuff, and then other times we're going to be pulling in some special guests who some some of them people out there may know, some of them maybe you'll get to know, you'll get to know, and but all of them will have some sort of connection to the specific characters or subject matter that we're going to be discussing with them. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was. Like this, we are speaking about black characters at, we are black men speaking about these black characters, but this isn't a discussion just for black people to listen to. Like we, like so many of these characters were written by white people, were written by men or were written by women or what have you. If writers only wrote characters that looked like them and thought like them, then nobody would want to read anything. Be born um, as shit. <laughs> yeah, we just want to find where maybe there was a, a little deficit in <laughs> in in the writing because in in the end, every like if you're a writer, you should be able to write whatever character pops into your head. But if that character doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily at all reflective of you then the work of writing is that's when the work of writing happens because if you want those characters to feel authentic and if you want those characters to connect with the people who may be looking at these characters and saying oh that could be me then there needs to be some sort of specificity that's not stereotypes essentially like stereotypes are like are not specificity they're just it's lazy writing lack of understanding yes yeah so i'm talking like authentic specificity of researching if i'm going to be writing about a gay chinese immigrant woman in the story that i'm doing then you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be talking to all of my friends who are Chinese, all of my friends who are women, all of my friends who are female Chinese uh, lesbians. It's You have to do the work or else your characters end up becoming hollow stereotypes that in many cases are also offensive. (laughs) Yep, and those receipts will haunt you. Yes. So a lot of these characters that we'll be discussing maybe aren't necessarily the, or when they were created, weren't the best representations of what they could be. People like Kevin Feige are doing the work now, like Shang-Chi was a really just 
It's just not great representation of the Chinese culture. Kevin Feige, he he cranked that MCU machine. He was like, yeah. oh no, we're going to fix and, this. And see, that's where I think that we just stumbled onto what the theme of this whole endeavor is, is right? How, you know, I, I feel like there are going to be things that we're going to be discussing and, and, and reviewing that probably are going to be near and dear to our hearts. But I think once we really break it down and dive in, we're going to find out that there's some fucked up shit that happens yeah. to get this. And I think that's where being able to test that theory, can we separate the yeah. the art yeah. from, and yeah. I think that's hard to do. It's easy to say, hard to do. Yeah, and and we're not like we're not looking to drag anybody through no. the mud or anything. We're not going to disparage or invalidate anybody's contributions or anybody's creations, their writing or their art. We're we're like we're just looking to understand things a little bit better, and hopefully, our conversations will I don't know maybe help somebody out there also understand if somebody's out there trying to create something that they weren't going to necessarily put much thought mm-hmm. or effort into maybe this will help them figure out how to do that better because it's especially especially the stuff that like hits us when we were kids like the stories that we consume it it all matters especially when we're children mm-hmm. yeah because just look like look at you and i right now like the way that we're talking about the stuff that we saw when we were kids that still we're always chasing that dragon like yep. everything that we watch and read and listen to we're still looking for that, that we're that looking for that, that yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. and so being able to like give like kids now like stories and characters that that don't just matter but that are are also like authentic and that also don't just get them excited but get them excited and help them see themselves in that like just it's a cliche at this point almost but representation matters like seeing yourself up on that screen like listening to so many women when i went to go see wonder woman like just freaking out like during some of those scenes in that first movie because it was like the first time like and not just like kids like adult like adult older women who like had been waiting since they were kids they wanted to see something like that so badly when they were like children but never got it so them having that moment but then the kid next to them actually having that moment they never got to have and what's that going to do for them and going to see black panther and like just crying a little baby throughout that whole movie (laughs) (laughs) i know i I remember being so excited when you know when my my first son was younger remember going through barnes and nobles and the little golden books oh yeah they had a black panther one and i was like Mm -hmm. wow i have to get this like i have to get this so that like my kid can see that there are different type of heroes that look like you heroes that look like your mom like the whole spectrum you know what i mean what that what i hope that does for like his his self-esteem and his ego as he like traverses through this like crazy world you know what i mean yeah. These are the things that like, i sometimes wonder if like we missed out in having heroes that look like us growing up like yeah we had to find it in other ways um, yeah that's that in itself is is another big 
part of this show and like figuring out what all this has done to us and how it's yeah. made us who we are. That's actually a great little segue into our sponsor for this episode. <laughs> like that? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> so for everybody listening, Nerds in Color is sponsored by a company, a store that is near and dear to my heart. Listen, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this for you, okay? I'm going to do this for you, okay? You, you did a favor for me. I'm going to do this for you, okay? <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by one of the fucking coolest, most amazing experiences you will have here in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> Not just a little comic book shop. You are the comic book shop. On this side of the river. I can only say this side of the river. I don't know much the other side of the river, but I know when it comes to here, your name has clout. Your name has weight. Oh, now, who are we man. talking about? Please Thanks. give us the name of your shop. Please give us the name of your shop, sir. So I am the co-owner of Mega Brain Comics in Rhinebeck, New York. <laughs> and listen, I say that generally, like, walking into your shop is, like... It's the only place where I can get the feeling I used to get when I'd either walk into a Toys R Us or a Blockbuster. Oh, does nice. that make sense? It does, and that's okay. it's it, it it's by design. It's, <sighs> those are like those were two of the places that I loved growing up. But from the moment I I opened the doors, I wanted to make sure that when people walked in, they got that lift, that feeling that oh my god, yeah. this looks like really fun. <laughs> And then coming to it from the perspective of our our in-show discussions, I also wanted to make sure that, like, when young black kids walked in or young little, little girls walked in or any LGBTQ customers walked in, that they also realized that, oh, this place was, like, actually made for me, which is why, like, we have like entire sections of comics and graphic novels that are just black stories and a whole section of comics for LGBTQ stories and then fight like a girl section for all types of comics from all ages, YA, teen, mature for everybody. I, it's the comic book store that I wanted all the comic shops I hung out at to be. It's, thank you. Successful. So for anybody out there listening, if you've never been to Mega Brain Comics before, it's located at 15 East Market Street in Rhinebeck, New York. If maybe that's a little bit too far for you, we also have an online store. Just go to megabraincomics.com and you can see a lot of the comic books that we sell there. A lot of our all of our vinyl records are on there too. D and D supplies. There's a lot of stuff that you can only experience though in the shop. Yeah, we sell a lot of toys, pops, collectibles, T-shirts, and then the big thing is in the very back. We have a, a full-sized coin-operated retro arcade with lots of pinball machines and arcade cabinets. Oh, we got Joustin, which is just one of my all-time favorites. And then we have a, we have the brand new Godzilla pinball machine coming soon, which that is exciting. So yeah, Mega Brain Comics, come on up to the clubhouse, have some fun, bring the kids or come in and just be a kid yourself. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that ladder. I like to go there and be a kid. <laughs> Daddy, like. where are you going? I, I have to go to the supermarket. You don't want to come. Just yeah. You just stay here. <laughs> I'm going to the bookstore. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to the vegetable store. They only sell broccoli and, and Brussels yeah. sprouts. You don't want to come with me. There's nothing you need. Nothing you want. <laughs> I'm saving you the hassle. <laughs> oh, my God. Mega Brain Comics. So should we give everybody just like a basic... I, there's a part of me that was like, oh, we shouldn't tell everybody what we're going to be doing. They should be surprised by it. But I feel like we should give just a little rundown of what yeah. some of the episodes are going to be. Just give them a little, just a little wet, wet sip. That's all. A little, yeah. A little taste. A little taste. So like we said, we're going to, our first episode is just about Steve Urkel. And then the bonus episode that'll be on our Patreon page is going to be all about Reginald Vell Johnson. A.K.A. Uh, Carl Winslow. A.K.A. <laughs> He was also America's dad at one point too. Oh hell yeah! And then and then our next episode will be that old black magic, and it's going to be all about, like we said, black characters that that use magic in film, cartoons, books, what have you, comics, ways, comic books, and then and then episode that i cannot wait for is the episode all about the last dragon just yeah. an entire episode about that man show enough the shogun <laughs> of harlem <laughs> oh i got like a whole plan for that. who's the master <laughs> just direct your pizza <laughs> to nerds in color pizza. <laughs> oh man! So we we already told people about that, but some of the other episodes we've got. So we're gonna have an episode about actually some more recent characters. It's our episode about some characters on HBO shows, including Sister Knight. From the Watchmen. My, by the Such way, my, my heart is going out to Regina King and, and her yes. family, which... Yes, yes, yes. Like, terrible, just terrible. awful news. In that episode, we're also going to talk about Atticus Black from Lovecraft Country and Another also show. Tara and Lafayette from True Blood. Another episode that I'm super excited about being a comic book reader comic shop owner is the episode titled the m word which that's m <laughs> as in mutant we're going to talk about storm slash aka aurora monroe we're going to talk about bishop in that episode and mr sunspot from the new mutants roberto de costa who is he's Afro-Brazilian. Okay. And then the last one that I will leave you with, dear readers, dear listeners, (laughs) is our Black Fantasy episode that I'm super excited about. There's so many more, but this one I'm super excited about because we're going to be talking about Chiron from The NeverEnding Story. Mm. Many of you may remember him as the Not a Tree with a Boy. (laughs) We wanted to trail the warrior. That guy. The pointy head. Uh, so we're going to be talking about him and 
Thalsa Doom himself from Conan the Barbarian, Mr. James Earl Jones. Earl Jones, okay. He was he scared me as a kid in that movie. He scared the crap out of me, but at the same time, every time he was on screen, I was like like just riveted and I wanted more. And then he turned into a motherfucking snake. <laughs> like what? Yeah, but we have there's so many more episodes coming. We're going to we're going to talk about black black comic strips like Black Boondo- horror movies. Black horror movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even... Yeah, black horror movies. Our very first guest is going to be in our black horror episode, where we are going to be talking about a lot of characters, including one of my favorites, Geraldine from Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Mm. Love that movie. And, and then we've got a bunch of... We've got a bunch more comic book ones, some Avengers-themed ones, some Spidey-themed ones, and then, oh, and then there is our entire episode about Blackshin. Mm. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Blackshin stars. We're, we're going to cover, oh, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be good. You got Idris Elba, you got Will Smith, Wesley Snipes, Michael B. Jordan, Mr. Carl Weathers... Mm. And then the grand pappy of them all, Mr. T. Mr. T! Pity the Fool. I did not know I Pity the Fool came from Rocky Three. Like, that's where he got that catchphrase from. See, but, okay, so the weird thing about Rocky Three is he's playing a character, but he's just being himself. He's himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's himself. But so, saying, that's where it like originated from. Yeah. That's where he made it popular. Yeah. And everything like that's that that was the start of everything. Like I oh, like watching that movie That's one of my favorite Rockies too. I love the Rocky films. Rocky three and four, but Rocky three was like one I saw later in life. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just was like wow. It's just so good. And I still want that goddamn brown denim jacket that he's wearing in it or brown corduroy (laughs) like that brown jacket that he's wearing throughout that movie as a kid i was like what the oh and then last off uh, a character that i cannot wait to talk about is i don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie escape from new york but in that movie there was a a quote-unquote villain in that movie Played by Mr. Isaac Hayes himself, the goddamn Duke of New York. Wait, he's a villain in that movie? He's the villain in that movie. Wait a minute. Driving around in a Lincoln that has chandeliers on the hood. (laughs) I don't... Oh, man. I don't... I know I've seen Escape from L.A. Oh, oh, before that episode, we are watching Escape from New York to... I have to. Because something really fun about that episode, I'm not going to say who the guest is going to be, but we're going to have a guest on for that episode that is going to be amazing. I can't wait to talk to him about about that character. And he's got a little bonus character that he wants to talk to that he he mentioned that I'll, I'll tell you once we're not recording, but okay, but it's so good and I can't <laughs> wait to, to dive into that either. So that's the other thing. We're going to have a lot of really fun bonus content. Like we're going to do yeah. extended extended episodes in the regular 
pod feed. Most of our episodes are going to end up being like maybe an hour, but you'll be able to hear the full conversations in our Patreon feed if you so desire. We're not going to extend all of the episodes, but just the, some of the better conversations. And then there's going to be some bonus episodes that we straight up, like the only place that you'll be able to get them will be on our Patreon page. And we're going to do a lot of fun things like mini episodes with, we'll do mailbags. So if anybody wants to write into us with questions or corrections or ideas for future characters, they can do that. Comments and feedback, that kind of a thing. And, and actually, after listening to this, if you do want to write to us, you can write to us at nerdsincolor at gmail.com. So, so that'll be really fun. And then once... Be nice. Yeah. Be nice. That's all I ask. Just be nice. Yeah. Be kind. Be nice. Yes. Yeah. Like we just got to say that because sometimes people because, be getting crazy. And, and also because internet. And yeah. I feel like the personality of the internet. The personality of the internet is. That's not the first word that comes to mind. So yeah, nerdsincolor <laughs> at gmail.com. We're also going to do once a month, uh, we're going to have a monthly AMA. Ask me anything. So Brandon and I'll get on live for like an hour, and uh, and then we'll let any of our our Patreon followers come in and ask us anything, and you know we will answer your questions. So that's the gist of what we're doing here, and I'm excited to to see where this goes. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's exciting. I'm just excited for the stories I'm going to hear. Yeah, I'm being selfish. You know what I mean? There's just, like I said to you off mic, there's just, there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about that I'm not really familiar with. And that's where I feel like I'm really like in my like comfort zone where it's, I don't know anything. Yeah. I can just, so yeah, man, this is, this is going to be a fun ride. Cool. Yeah. I, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally here. So with that, we will bid you adieu. And and like we said, this is just the preview episode. This is not indicative of what an, an actual episode is going to be like, because each episode is going to be specifically focused on one thing, one subject, whether it's one character or one overarching trope, character trope. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And just so you know, we're stacking our conversations as we record them. So our first episode, just as a heads up, will be premiering in the first week of March. So we wanted to drop this in time for Black History Month, just so we get everybody primed for it. But yeah, our first episode will drop in March, just in time for the first inklings of possible warm weather. Oh, I can't wait. Fingers crossed. I can't like, wait. Like, the, that's when the dream of warm weather actually starts to happen. <laughs> so until then, let us let us tell everybody where they can find us, Brandon. We'll, like, give us your plugs. Who are you? What do you do? What should Who people know about you? What do I do? You can find me uh, on the Instagram at Randell. Savage 84. That's Randell Savage underscore 84. I don't really post much. I'm more of just a. I like to watch. I can be creepy sometimes. <laughs> you can find me there. You can also uh, find me on Twitter at. I believe it's Dark Me Babyface on Twitter. I changed that recently. Yes, yes, you did. 
Yes, I did. As well, if you are interested in podcasting and you would need some consultation or any help with your podcast, I do that on the side. You can check out Dynamic Duo High Five Productions at tinshingle.com. Look under services and you will find podcast productions and you'll see my beautiful mug right there on the page. Awesome. For me, usually what you can do, you can find me one of two ways. You can you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can look up Megabrain Comics, and you can find me there. You can also find me on Twitter at, I believe my handle, I should know this offhand, but I believe my handle is Blurdy Dad. Let's <laughs> that's that's is, who I am on, on, yeah. B-L-E-R-D-Y-D-A-D And then there's also our actual Nerds in Color podcast pages So in on Twitter you can find us at Nerds in Color Pod Or on Instagram you can find us at I believe it's just Nerds in Color Let me just Oh no actually on Instagram it's also Nerds in Color Pod And and then on Patreon we just look up Nerds in Color And and then you will find us there We pop right up Yeah we pop right up with our our little crayon box logo And (laughs) for anybody that wants to subscribe to our Patreon You can do that or you can wait Actually you should wait until we drop our first episode (laughs) but yeah that'll be where you get to uh, subscribe to our bonus content and uh, and until then i am i'm still john michelle and i I will be john michelle till you see me next time and uh, i'm still brandon lillard and i ain't gonna change either good don't change (laughs) Nerd. nerd All around the universe. You know as well as I do that things are changing. Change,